Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents brought to you by Grove Collaborative. Did you know U.S. consumers go through around 900 million plastic bottles of laundry detergent in a year? Grove Collaborative is the online marketplace that delivers all-natural home, beauty, and personal care products directly to you, taking the guesswork out of going green. For a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co slash take it, they're going to get a free five-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Myers and Grove. That's a $30 value. Head on over to grove.co forward slash take it. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you to Brittany McGee for telling us, oh my stars. I have loved you both individually, and I love you both even more together, and I secretly wish you all were my friend. It does my heart good to hear I'm not the only one losing my mind, especially since I've been with my three kids since March 9th. We have an early spring break, and I'm losing my mind, but y'all are really helping me keep my sanity. I'm back listening to all the podcasts. Y'all are awesome. Love you, Meredith and Tiffany. Aww. That's so sweet. I feel Mar- her on that because we also had an early spring break. Mm. So <laughs> that's how I feel about that. Yeah. But I'm your host, Meredith Masony. I forgot my last name. And I'm your host. <laughs> you should have said it. I'm your host, Meredith Masony, a.k.a. AgroCorrect Champ 93. <laughs> and I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. Almost made it into a Huggies commercial, but I was too big. <laughs> This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember we're not professionals at anything you may actually need, so any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we're going to talk about squabbling siblings, four strategies for a sibling pandemic piece, the case of raising mediocre children, and I'm worried my stepdaughter will expose my family to COVID-19. Today we have Judy from Oregon opening things up for us. Oh, the Oregon Trail. Another oh, yeah. great thing from the 90s. Do you, uh, People from Oregon are so sick of hearing that joke. I bet you anything. Hi, I'm Judy from Oregon. I have one wee little one. And let's start the show, open the show with a mom fail moment. We're all here because we have struggled as moms, and anyone who says they haven't is obviously a giant liebagger. Hey, how come I could hear it this time? Because you're on the same line as Judy. Oh, oh. Judy. Judy and I share a line. That sounds weird. Oh, back in college. Hey. <laughs> oh I'm just kidding. God, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> too far. Too far. Too far. All right. I don't know whose turn it is because I don't remember you, who Judy. shared last week. I did. You did? Damn it. All right. Well, I just kind of feel like this whole thing has been a fail. We're all stir crazy right now. My kids were trying to do this distance learning thing, and I swear to God, every five seconds, somebody has taken a damn break, and I am over these breaks that they're taking, right? Because it's like they'll sit in their seat, and they'll start an assignment, and then two minutes later, it's like, I have to poop. And it's like, I know y'all don't poop this much at school. Okay, (laughs) so unless somebody's got a case of the irritable bowels, I need you to sit down. I need you to do your eye ready. Five minutes later, I need to get a sip of water. Five minutes later, I need to go pee. Five minutes later, is it time for a snack yet? Five minutes later, shut the door. Oh, it's my daughter. You can come in. (laughs) Oh, it's my favorite child. You may enter. She's sick. So I I wanted to check on her if she needed something. We're recording the podcast, but what can I help you with? Hey, girl. Miss Tiffany, you can't just hear me, said but hi. you're looking fly today. Do you need something, or do you just are you sad? Okay, so she's just sad, so she can sit. Oh in my here. god, I want to hug her. She's can covered hug? in a full body rash. Probably want to hug her it. less. You know what I want to say? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you how school went for us yesterday. All right. I said to my kids, "I'll be honest, because I didn't prepare anything. What do you guys want to learn today?" And Caden said, "I want to learn about blue jays." The bird. So we watched a whole bunch of YouTube videos and drew blue jays with crayons, and that was cool. <laughs> I that was it. it. Did you show them where the batteries went? Oh, very funny. No. Yeah. No. Uh, I think that's a great idea. And I think if you've got kids your age, that is the perfect lesson plan. Unfortunately, the bigger kids who are required by like some state law somewhere to do actual work 
are grinding, as Tiffany would say, they're grinding my gears. So, um, imagine though, hmm. asking a teenager what they want to learn about. And I, their answer these days would probably be like TikTok dances or whatever. But I mean, like, what are they interested in? Like, what do they want to do when they grow up? And then asking them, you know, do you want to learn about building a house if they want to be an architecture, you know, and then you spend the day learning about something they're interested in. Not only will they absorb the information better, but it'll help them prepare for whatever career they want to ultimately do. And they'll be experts by the time they graduate because they've spent their whole high school studying. I love how your brain works. So yeah, I think that that's, that is a valid point. Um, but just, they've been, they've been, they've been killing me with the breaks lately. So we're amazing. I couldn't do it. We're done with distance learn. Like they have some more stuff they have to do this afternoon and then we've hit our two week mark. And then I feel like there's no school. Is there school Monday? Well, I thought, I thought you were going toward when you were on your filter free live earlier, when someone said, why are your kids in school? It's Good Friday. There's no school today. Technically, there's no school today. I made them do work anyway. And they're like, wait, the day's off. We don't want to work. And I told them that that wasn't an option because if I had to work, they had to work. So it's a bad Friday. (laughs) Well, it's yes, it's still Good Friday, but I, you know, they're still going to work. I don't care. I'm a mean mom, whatever. So, um, Tiffany, why don't you tell us about trending parenting news? Okay, sure. Thanks for sharing, Meredith. Okay, thanks. I don't know. <laughs> Today's trending parenting news is brought to you by Grove Collaborative. What Irish? What? <laughs> What's Irish and comes out in spring? Oh my gosh! A naked leprechaun. Weird. Okay. Patio furniture. That's terrible. Paddy, P-A-D-D-Y. Yeah, I got it. Paddy. Patio furniture. There you go. <laughs> I should have oh, said it patio, that way the first patio time. Patio furniture. That's not Irish. Do yours again. Yours was better. Patio furniture. No, no. <laughs> I can't. I overthought it. Patio furniture. <laughs> I can't. If, there are, if, if anybody in Ireland is listening to this, we apologize. Yes. Um, oh, shenanigan. Hannigan shenanigan. Patio furniture. No, that's not right either. We're terrible. That was good. No, I don't think we're ever going to get our get. Well, at least I don't think I'm going to get my guest spot on Saturday Night Live. Not with those. Not with those uh, accents. Impressions. Mm, terrible. All right. Those all-purpose cleaners your mom used are full of harmful chemicals that have been linked to everything from respiratory problems to cancer. You don't need toxins to have a clean home. Not with Grove Collaborative. Grove takes the guesswork out of going green. Every Grove.co product is guaranteed to be good for you, your family, your home, and the planet, so you can save time reading those confusing labels. It's April, and that means it's time for spring cleaning. And what I can tell you is that I have been cleaning everything in my house, especially since we've had all of this quote unquote downtime, which I'm not calling it downtime, more like locked inside the house time. And my kids have been, we have been going room to room, closet to closet, bathroom to bathroom, and we have just been cleaning. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am in love with honeysuckle and mint. They are my two new favorite scents. So join us and over 2 million lifetime customers who trust Grove Collaborative to make their homes happier and healthier. For a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co slash take it, they're going to get a free five-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Myers and Grove in crisp scents like mint or rose, a $30 value. Head on over to grove.co slash take it to get this exclusive offer. Get this exclusive offer. Awesome job, Meredith. Yeah, I was going <clears throat> to... there. Uh, film like a little story for Instagram just now, but all I see is Dave's head blocking my view of your beautiful face. (laughs) And since he's top secret. Ah, yes. Although he was shirtless in my live feed today, walking (gasps) through the house. And not not only did they get a glimpse of him, but he was, it was shirt. I guess everybody's shirtless now since that Tiger King docuseries. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so in trending news, we have squabbling at home four strategies for sibling pandemic peace. Now I, I found this article, um, at the today show website and I kind of, 
I, I don't know if these tips are actually going to work or not. I guess we'd have to try <laughs> them. But I feel like before the pandemic and before we were all locked in our home for almost a month, we had plenty of sibling squabbling siblings. Now, because there's no place for anybody else to go, yes, it's gotten worse. But some of these, I just don't, I just don't know if these are strategies that I could implement. So I thought we'd share them and see what people thought, see what you think. Yes, I need all the help I can get, please. I agree. I think we all need help. I just, I guess it depends on if this would work in your household. So strategy one, they say the essential everyday better behavior builder. It says, since we know our kids have this inborn need for attention from us every day, we need to plan to give it to them proactively so they don't demand it by instigating sibling feuds. At least once a day or twice if possible, spend 15 minutes individually with each kid doing something they want to do. Mm. Which I feel like, in theory, is a great idea, right? So if you could spend, because really, what is that? 15 minutes for each kid twice a day, that's 30 minutes a kid, three kids, that's 90 minutes out of your day. I love it. I love that idea. Agreed. I think it's great uh, in practice. I think some days that won't work. I think other other days, absolutely that will work. Uh, but I also think it depends on the age of your kids. Yeah. And I think it depends on the dynamic that's in your house right now. Like, do you have a newborn and a four-year-old? And are you going to be able to to juggle that? Because I know a lot of people that have newborns right now are probably like, and their toddlers are home and whatever, like, I got to be honest with you. When I had newborns, I also had daycare. Like, cause my kids, I worked outside mm -hmm. of the home. I was a teacher. So I was dropping my kid off at daycare when I was staying home. Cause I only stayed home for six weeks right before I had to go back to work. But I had those six weeks alone with a baby. We've got people that are out here, just out here pushing babies out and have all these other dang kids at home. And it's kind of like, Ooh, that's a tough one. I remember that. And and nobody can come over to help. And nobody can come over to help. So I'm thinking about all of these, like my brain was thinking about all of these other things. So in theory, see like Brianna in our live stream right now says, I have four kids and one is a newborn. So I think in theory, this is a great idea. So if it is practicable, which I don't think is a word, in your <laughs> home, I think this is a great tip. Spend 15 10 to 15 minutes twice a day with each kid individually and ask them what they want to do, like color or draw blue jays mm -hmm. and then tell your It'd kids. It'd be easy for me to do this. Yeah, but do, do you, Tiffany, or in, do any of your kids feel left out when they're not part of something? Yes, every time. That, that's, we have one specifically that if you even look at another, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Why am I not there? Why can't I? It's Brian. We're talking about Brian. Brian <laughs> is perpetually feeling left out and it's exhausting. Mm. But yeah. But they know. Be like, hey, dude, you get your special time soon, you know? And I, I think that they'll that understand. It special it, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Agreed. I understand what you're saying. It's All worth right. a shot. Strategy two, the sibling social distancer. Um, it says, follow this simple plan. All right. It says in my parenting. Hold on. I'm sorry. Did we give this person credit? Cause this is all based on their, like it's on online. the today show. Yeah. It's on the today show website. And I don't, and I don't know. I said that, but I don't know if we have the name of the person. If you want to find Google the name for me, Dave, it's on the today show. It's called the sibling squabble at home for strategies for sibling pandemic peace. So that way we can give full credit. But yes, I found this on the Today Show website. Okay, so it says in their parenting success course, one of the mantras. Amy, Amy. this is uh, by Amy McCready. Amy McCready, thank you. Um, it says one of our mantras is that you can't control another person. Preach. That's what I say all the time. You can only control your own actions. Um, and with this stay at home order that extends to your schedule in your home, whether you're living in a tiny apartment or a house with a yard and whether you're managing little ones or teens, you can create space between your kids because everybody needs a, gr a break from each other. Totally agree with this. Um, number one, are your kids more likely to fight later in the day when everyone's tired or right before meals? Find the time when your kids are most likely to fight with each other and distance them during that time, which I think is brilliant for us. 
I would say lunchtime is probably when we have a ton of fights. What about you, Tiffany? I'm going to be honest with you. It feels nonstop. Like there's no time where it's more or less. Like it's just any time they're in each other's vicinity. Mm. Vicinity. Vicinity? Vicinity, yeah. Okay. I definitely think ours is more around like the middle of the day because that seems to be when they're getting a little bit cranky either before lunch or a little bit tired after lunch, and that's when they start to fight with each other. I also mm-hmm. know that during the regular, when we're going to school, like in leaving the house, bedtime, right before bedtime is when there's a lot of knockdown, drag out brawls. So I think- Do they hit each other? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Me yeah. and my sister used to beat the crap out of each other, but I'm like dreading the day my kids start putting their hands on each other. Yeah, we definitely have um, fistfights. Now, there is enough age between the oldest and the other two that they're not fistfighting, but Sophia and Brian will definitely swat at each other, smack at each other, do that. Yeah. And he doesn't care that she's a girl, and she doesn't care that she's not supposed to hit anybody because she's living her best life. Um, create space in the schedule and make a daily plan for schoolwork routine, outdoor time, and your own work. We are currently doing that. I feel like it definitely helps. Although, like I said, my kids like to take breaks all the freaking time. So it can be really hard. Even though you create a schedule, somebody's got to poop every five minutes. Uh, but, right. I, but I do feel like creating a space, creating a schedule for each of these things is helpful for people. I know a lot of people are like, now is not the time to be scheduled, which if that works for you, that's great. I find if we're not scheduled, we have more fighting with the kids. Interesting. Um, and then it also says widen the gap. Make it a priority to find everyone a personal retreat. If your kids share a room, make sure they have a spot that's their own. Um, so we definitely, when we give them, when we tell them that they need to be separated, at least in our house, that separation has to happen in their rooms. So it's like, we'll start by saying nobody's punished. Nobody's being banished. But right now, everybody needs to have their own time. So go to your room and find something to do. I don't care if it's read a book color play a video game um whatever clip your damn toenails i don't care but you need to be separated and you need to do it in your own space and it needs to be for at least 30 minutes because they can just once they get going it's funny because i remember thinking when the kids were little and they were toddlers how loud it was in the house now that they're bigger it's just freaking louder They're bigger and louder and there's so much noise. And it's like, dear love of all things that are holy, go to your damn room and be quiet. And so it's, it's, it's hard, you know? So I agree with all of these in a perfect world. And I know some people will have lots of problems with, you know, scheduled out time and this, that, and the other thing, but I'm a firm believer in a schedule, especially with a kid who's on the spectrum because he... You take that, that he, he has been the one in this situation that has, that has suffered the most because he cannot handle not being scheduled. It physically kills him. Wow. Because he needs to know what is going to happen next. And when it is up in the air, it drives him bonkers and he has OCD. And so that compulsion to know what's coming next and what's going to happen Right. Drives him insane. So he has been fidgeting more and he has been just, you know, there have been a couple of nights where he was just inconsolable. And it's just like, oh, and then you just this exhaustion hits. Yeah. Um, We're being tested. (laughs) You're Um, doing great. The sibling quality time creator. Just as kids need daily attention from their parents, they also need a benefit of one-on-one time with their siblings. Many siblings squabble start because one child isn't feeling love from the other. Um, Be proactive and try and set them up to have snacks or meals or game times with one or... Now, which, let's say, if you've got two kids, okay. If you've got three kids, wait, one is being left out. If you've got four kids, okay, they can split off if you've got five. So I kind of feel like this could work with an even number of children. (laughs) 
Right. A little Otherwise, bit one's feeling left out because they're literally left out. Right. So I guess what you could do in this situation is pair two of them up and then use your one-on-one time with the other child. In a perfect world, that would work. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa. You know, like you're the one constant and then you kind of like trade them off. Yeah, that makes sense. So, but, but it's just like, like Brian and Sophia have been playing. They went out yesterday and they rearranged my entire den. They moved all the furniture. Let's, let's pause there for a second. <laughs> Does anyone else's kids rearrange furniture five times a day? No. It's all day, every day. There are chairs from different rooms there are dressers <laughs> there are shelves there are toys i mean we, we're in the office there's a new chair in here today there's new furniture out in the limp in the den it's everywhere all of the time well they you know they're always looking for their feng shui it um, seems like something a child of meredith's would do <laughs> just very anal Get out of here. Everything needs to be perfect. That's I'm not that at all. Tiffany Jenkins. Meredith Masony. <laughs> but am... they're probably just bored out of their mind. I wish my kids would do some decorating other than no, coloring it's... on the walls and moving this furniture. Is not, jumping this isn't on it new. So hard. This isn't new, Tiffany. They've been rearranging furniture for years and years and years. But not, it's nonstop. We they've they've switched bedrooms in the middle of the night. No, I'm not we used kidding. to do that They've in jail. Re- <laughs> Sorry. What? Nothing. You no can mind. switch cells? Yeah. You just switch cells. You bring all your bedding and your sheets and your bucket to another you cell. You don't have like an assigned one that you have to stay in? Yeah. You have an assigned one. But sometimes if you're not getting along with your bunkies <clears throat> or if your girlfriend's in another cell, you... You switch and wait till the guards notice. <coughs> okay. Anyway. Well. Not that I went to jail. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, th- I think like yesterday, the point of this story was they rearranged furniture so that they could play grocery store and um, restaurant together. And at first I was super peeved that they were touching furniture. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to let this roll. I'm going to see if it buys me 45 minutes or an hour to make dinner. They didn't bother me. They they played really well together for a few hours. Uh, and then the fight happened. And so at that point, I was like, okay, now I got to go in and kind of deal with it. But it bought me quite a bit of time to make dinner and, and get some other stuff done. So I was like, you know what? Go ahead. Rearrange the furniture. Move stuff. I don't care. It's keeping you busy. It's keeping you happy. And yeah, you got to kind of pick your battles these days. So I was definitely picking my battles with that one. And then the last strategy is, and and I guess I could have used this one yesterday instead of screaming like a lunatic. It's the in-the-moment squabble solver. As hard as it is, um, as hard as it may be, it's best for parents to stay out of fights as long as things aren't getting out of hand. If we solve every squabble for our kids, they'll never learn to resolve their own conflict. Number one, step in with an oh wow. Instead of demanding to know who started it or every detail of the argument, simply observe and say, oh wow, it looks like you two are having a hard time getting along. How can I help? I've never walked into a room and said that. It's mostly, do you want me to take off this flip-flop? You want me to take off this shoe right now? Is that what you want me to do? But I love this. Yeah, I've never said this. Or, oh wow, it looks like you're both super angry. How can I help? This will set things off on the right path and it'll calm things down since nobody is placing blame. Number two, calm down and problem solve. Let let your kids suggest ideas on how they can solve their own problem and then encourage them to do so. And number three, put them all in, quote, all in the same boat. If your kids can't reach an agreement, tell them either you can find a way to share the game or we'll put it away. Love that one. Yeah. I'm good at that one. Yeah, I do. I think that these are all, once again, great in theory. I think it would take way more work for me to get into the mental mindset of going into a room and saying, oh, wow, it looks like you're having an issue instead of walking in and saying, what in the hell is going on in here? Yeah, I. but I'm, I would, I'm eager to try that actually, I'd like because this. it makes sense to me. Yeah, but I think, but I also think that it's, yeah, somebody from the live just said, knock it off. 
Knock it off. Yeah. That's a big one. That's my go-to. Knock it off. Why is it so loud? Why are you being so loud? You know, so I think that that's a really good idea. I liked this article from, what was her name again? Dave, do you remember? Uh, McCready. Yes. McCready. Kim? Amy. Amy. Amy McCready. I think it was great. I think it's all solid advice. And I think it proves the point that as parents, we have to we have to do a lot of the work in order to 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 handle these these things with our kids and be proactive because we're supposed to be the role models or something. So does she have like an online course is what she's saying? I think Are so. we, should we promote it since we talked about so much I think, of it? Or? I think I think you can go to go to the Today Show website because that's where I found this. And you can find her article, which is called Squabbling at Home, Four Strategies for Sibling Pandemic Peace. And then I know there are links in the article. So you can go there and cool. click over and find it and read about it. And we thank you because this was, the, I you know, credit where credit is due. I didn't come up with none of this. Yes. I'm, I am live on a, on a podcast right now. I appreciate that you're bringing me pictures of... She just redecorated her brother's room, so she brought me pictures to show me that she... Love that. Yeah, I, I not so much. I wonder how far the range on this headset goes. I don't... You're about to read an ad, right? Are you going to go pee? No, I just need to get a drink. Oh, go ahead. I will read this ad. My throat is weird. Okay. Parenting Crap is brought to you by FabFitFun. What is it that makes up your fab? Your fit. And or your fun. I love FabFitFun. I we just did our unboxing earlier this month and I got an amazing hairbrush that I got to use for 0.5 seconds before my daughter stole it out of my hand. Uh, but I love that I I got a whole bunch of different products that I would never purchase on my own and it's a gift to myself. I have a, a, a weighted uh, face mask for when I go to sleep that I have fallen in love with. It's amazing. I have a weighted blanket. Now I have a weighted face mask. I love... It's an eye mask, but eye yeah. mask, yes. You know what I mean. Oh, it'd be weird if it was over your whole face, huh? How right. <laughs> yeah. People are like, I don't want that. Yeah. It sounds like torture. But it's so amazing because it goes right over top of your little eyelids. And if you are a weighted <laughs> blanket sleeper, just thinking about the fact that you could have a weighted um, eye mask should bring you joy because I am a weighted blanket sleeper. I think you are too, right, Tiff? Uh, yeah, I was. But I lost it. What do you mean you lost it? I lost my blanket. How? When I moved. You can't find it? Mm-mm. That's insane. I think somebody stole it. Somebody stole your weighted blanket when you moved? I, yeah, and they had a hard time running away with it because it's so heavy. But they did it. That's a crazy story. <laughs> <laughs> It almost doesn't sound real. That's how crazy. <clears throat> so do you guys prefer fab, fit, or fun? What's, what do you do for either? Fab. I like fab the best. I love skincare products. I love the makeup that they give me. Just because mm. it's all really like high-quality stuff that I wouldn't buy for myself. Those I'm tart big... palettes. Yep. What? Those tart palettes. Yeah. For the makeup. I, I go for uh, discounts in life. Mm. always like whatever the cheapest one on the shelf is. And so when they send me a box of like high class stuff, it makes, I get to try cool stuff. That's my favorite thing about it. Yep. I agree. Uh, and I just, uh, used the, um, I, uh, months back we got a muscle, uh, cream, which would be the, f the fit part. It was like a, a gel, a muscle gel, relaxing gel thing. And I said to my husband, I was like, Hey, you keep complaining about your neck. Come here. I'm going to try something on you. And, uh, you know, I worked that out for him. Whoa. Know, in a platonic way. FabFitFun um, is happiness delivered straight to your door each season. Choose from a variety of beauty, fashion, fitness, and wellness products to customize your very own box, all without leaving your home. It retails for $49.99, but it always has a value of over $200, and we can attest to that because we have added it up, and it is always over $200. Sometimes that rose gold, um, uh, rose gold liquid that you put in with your... Um, 
Did you not get that in your box? Go on. The what is rose, it? The rose gold radiance booster. Oh my gosh. It's like liquid rose gold and you stick it on with your moisturizing cream and you put it onto your face. That stuff makes you like look like lit up like a Christmas tree. It's amazing. No, I got the vitamin C caps uh, granules that oh. you put in with your Well, I got the rose gold radiance booster. And let me tell you, I used that the other morning and I was looking at myself and I was like, hot damn, girl, you look good. This pandemic. You'd be looking like a Christmas tree right now. Look, I like it. It lit me up. I was like, ooh, it's pandemic pretty from my home. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. Use coupon code TAKEIT for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. That's www.fabfitfun.com. The case for raising mediocre kids. Okay, so this this was actually written by, do you know who, you know who James Breakwell is, right? Mm. You would. I bet you follow him on Twitter. You don't have a Twitter. I don't have Twitter, dude. <laughs> dude. Okay. So anyway, he's hilarious. He's a he's a um a cartoonist. He writes funny parenting stuff. He's got books. The guy is the guy's funny, right? And so he wrote this article that I read the other day. It talks about the case for raising mediocre kids and how everybody everybody during in this kind of generation right now of parenting is so hardcore about scheduling their kids and making sure they're playing a million sports and making sure they're taking Mandarin Chinese and making sure they know how to play the violin and making sure that they know um, that how to how to um, speak sign language and making blah 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 like all of this and he he opens his article with saying my kids probably aren't going to cure cancer they probably aren't going to be professional athletes or billionaires or CEOs or famous singer songwriters and they probably aren't going to be the first to land on Mars or or the first to climb Mount Everest while doing a handstand and he mm-hmm. talks about the fact that we need to just stop do over scheduling our kids and and ha- be okay with raising mediocre kids. I feel like that's irrelevant at this point. Well, I think what he was saying is during this time of this pandemic, our our parents still trying to force their kids to do a million different things while they're at home or have people laid off? Have people okay. been like, whoa, are we going to take a step back? And what's going to happen post-pandemic? Are, are people, they going to make up for lost time? Are they going to make up for lost Exactly. Are they going to even be... Um, a million times worse after this or are people going to because I have to be honest with you I have really loved not taking my kids to a sporting event yeah just gonna be honest that's valid speaking sign language you know what I meant I meant interpreting (laughs) sign language (laughs) I meant somebody said somebody's in the comments was like Meredith you know what I meant I meant like signing sign language because that's what I meant I like the uh the the post from simon holland on on instagram said so we don't go to restaurants kids aren't signed up for anything and we're just staying home during spring break sounds like my childhood yeah i i I saw that too i think that and here's the thing in the 80s i'm sure in the 70s and the 60s whenever there were parents who were very um, big and placing their kids in con- competitive sports, this, that, and the other thing, being on top of them. I, um, my brother played professional baseball. My parents were, my dad was big and having him scheduled for every tournament, every, everything. He was at every practice. I was then forced to play softball because my brother played baseball, which I hated. Um, but eventually I did get into competitive sports. I played soccer and ran track. Um, Tiffany, what are you doing? I'm stretching. I'm listening to you. She's looking out the window of her house and she's got her wings up like she's getting ready to fly. And I don't know what's happening right now in our life, but this is how you socially distance and do a podcast together. You guys can't see this because you're listening, but just think about Tiffany perched with her wings ready to fly and she's like a gaze off to the side, just waiting for that moment of takeoff and release. I don't know what is going on with our lives right now. Oh my gosh, my cheeks hurt. Oh, it's so funny. 
Uh, I was actually literally listening and just looking at the sprinkler system outside. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, I can't believe I live in a neighborhood where there's irrigation systems already built in. Like, I feel so fancy. And I was just, but I was listening. You clearly weren't because you were thinking about your <laughs> irrigation system. <laughs> sorry. You know. I'm sorry. For those of You're you who feel sports. like. For those of you who feel like these two women. <laughs> Boy, do they have it together. Just listen to this podcast and you'll know that we, in fact, do not have any of it anywhere close to being together. Exactly. Back to the point. Red Bull gave her wings. Christy for the love. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And here we go. So good. <laughs> like a bird fly far, far away from here. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Crying. <clears throat> okay. Back to the point. I was told as a kid, you are either going to be smart enough for college to pay for, for to pay for your college, or you're going to be a good enough athlete for your college to pay for you. But we are not going to pay for you to go to college. End of story. And so, unfortunately for me, neither of those things worked out, and it was student loans. But the point is, my parents were basically like either be good enough or fast enough or sporty enough or whatever, but your, your mediocrity is going to fall on, on your shoulders. And, um, I in fact became a mediocre adult. And so look at that. I think, Oh it's, my gosh. I think it's fine. I don't think we need to overschedule our kids. My oldest son, just for the first time, he's 14. He just found a sport, just found a sport that he likes and I think that's great. And if he wants to play tennis, I think it's great that he plays tennis. If he decides he doesn't want to play it anymore, that's okay. Our daughter was a was fourth in the nation for AAU gymnastics. After she broke her arm, she could not go back. She couldn't. Scared to death. Couldn't do it. The kid is built to be a gymnast. She's built strong and sturdy. And, and I feel like she could have <laughs> she could have continued down the path. But I wasn't going to force her. I'm wow. not going to. I'm not going to force her to do that. You know, like if you don't want, if you're too scared or you can't do it anymore, I'm not going to force you to do that. I am not going to force my kids into learning a language they don't want to learn or do. Like I'm not. I'm not. And if my kids grow up to be mediocre, okay. But they're going to be damned happy mediocre kids or adults. I would just like to say. I don't care. About what I have to say? No, I meant... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was definitely <laughs> mediocre. A disappointment to my parents with <laughs> when I was doing drugs and gaining felonies. Gaining and, uh, felonies. Look at me now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be fine. I also think that we measure success uh, so differently as individuals. And so saying like my, um, you know, uh, what's successful to you or what's meaningful to you as a person is going to be different to me and different to my husband and different to Phil, our editor and different to whoever and different to our listeners. So I kind of feel like it doesn't to me. I don't know, man, does it really matter? What is the important thing that our kids are, healthy, that they're happy, that they figure out what they want to do. And if that passion, like Sophia said to me the other day, um, for how long was she telling us she wants to be a cashier? Oh, it, it's been, it's years. It's, it's either cashier or PA. So she either wants to be a cashier or a physician's assistant. I thought that meant principal's assistant. No, I think she means physician's assistant. Yeah, it's one or the other. But she's like, I really want to be a cashier at Target, but I also really want to be a physician's <laughs> assistant. And I'm like, okay, two very different things. But I think that that's great. Go for it. Whatever you want to do. Get me that family discount at Target, though, okay? Because, like, I like yeah. to shop at Target. But I don't care. I don't care what you grow up to be. And my husband's like, that's not true. You do. You want them to go to college. And it's like, no. I really, like. No, I've heard you say time and time again that if, actually, the first time I ever heard it was from you. And it, like, took me back. You're like, if my kids don't want to go to college, 
they don't have to go to college. Yeah, like we're care. putting money in a fund for them. They can use it for college or not, but college yep. is not required to nope. be successful nowadays. And no. it like took me back because I always thought it was the next step and it's what the world told you you should do and it's what was right. And so when you said that, it was so freeing for me because I'm like, oh my gosh. Thank but goodness. Like, think, think about all of the all of the different different jobs people have that um, can be wildly successful and even financially successful that don't require any type of college degree. Why are you going to put that kind of stress on a kid if that's not where they're supposed to be? Especially as a former educator, I don't see the benefit in that. Now, if my kid looks at me as my my son, let's say he looks at me in tenth grade or eleventh grade, and he's like, "I really want to go to." Dartmouth, Yale, whatever. I'm going to be like, wow, that's an intense goal, bud. I'm here to help you with that. Um, you're really going to have to work on those SATs, those ACTs, blah, blah, blah. But like, that's his dream, not mine. Like, I'm not going to tell him you should really go to Stanford or you should really like, because I don't like, I don't think that that's going to be the end all be all, you know? Question. Yeah. Though, when we are in high school, we don't make the best decisions. We don't necessarily know what's best for us. So is there a case for parents pressuring slash encouraging their kid to go to college because the kid doesn't yet recognize the benefits of it? So great question, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I, so one of the things that, that I shared with him that I used to share with other students is that you don't know where you want to go. So if you do the bare minimum right now, the choices that you will have later will be minimized. If you do the best that you can right now, you'll have more choices. You can still choose where you want to go, but by choosing to do nothing or little now, you've essentially chosen to go not as many places or not have as many options down the road. And th- and that's all we talked about. We we're like, look, you don't want to go to... A, a, a top school or this that or the other that's fine but if that changes down the road and you haven't done your best or or tried to do some things right now that won't be an option so it's it's just about being prepared uh so that you have those options down the road yeah that makes sense i and and there are lots of other ways i, I do think education is extremely important so if you want to pick up a trade you should go to some type of a tech school and you should ha- be an apprentice and you should learn what that trade is because you need to be educated on it. I don't want a mechanic who doesn't know how to put on a set of brake pads. Like that's the last thing I want or need in my right. life. But what I'm, what the point that I'm trying to get at is who, who's, who's, what is the definition of mediocre any damn way? Like, I just think that <sighs> Tiffany raised her hand. Um, I just think that we need to be open-minded to what our kids want to do. I was, before I realized what my life's, I was 30, 34, 35 before I realized what my life's passion was. I was a a grown ass entering middle-aged woman before I really truly learned what my passion was. It was the first time in my life that I gave myself the ability to stop and think and say, what do I want to do with this one life that I get, I got uh, on this planet? I get one stinking life. What do I want to do with it? You know, I loved being a PE teacher, but that wasn't it. It, that wasn't fulfilling my life's passion and purpose. And I am, you know, hashtag blessed to get to do the things that I get to do. And I, I've, and, and my college degree doesn't help me in any way, shape or form. That's all I'm saying. Life experiences. Who, who gets to determine mediocrity? I'm just saying. Gosh. All right. So to every parent out there, just, you know, take a deep breath. Your kid's going to talk about you in therapy any damn way. Mm, My kid's tripping right now, dude, because apparently her bunny that she hasn't given a crap about in weeks was in here. And so now suddenly she's banging on the door. I need my bunny. And I'm like, bitch, you didn't even know that bunny existed, first of all. But now she's squealing and screaming like a banshee outside because she needs the bunny. She's going to talk about mediocre. Hey. (laughs) Go ahead. Sorry. Did you just throw something at your kid? Well, there's at the door, door there's to get door. her attention. Yeah. I did that the other day. Same. I don't know what I threw. I think a Sharpie. And Dave like, did you just throw that at the kid? And I was like, no. Next to the kid. 
Was it open? Because that would have been way no. more savage. No, 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 it wasn't. Just start chucking open Sharpies at your kids when they don't listen. <laughs> it was not. Can you imagine? They're like dodging to not get Sharpie. That's funny. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. So Love and Marriage is brought to you by Grove Collaborative. 70% of people say they want to use natural products, but only 2% do. Why? Because what they sell at the store is from the biggest companies, not necessarily the ones that are best for you. So where do you start? Introducing Grove Collaborative. Uh, I love that throughout this entire process of craziness that we've been going through for this last month, I have still gotten two Grove orders. So yeah. I have still had my multi-purpose cleaner. I've still had my laundry detergent. They are busting their buns to make sure that people stay healthy um, through this entire crazy pandemic time. I want to, at this point, thank all of the essential workers and healthcare and and grocery and retail and every person out there who is fixing a truck and working you know, to get the things that need to get to people so that we can have our stuff and Grove is is somebody who has not let us down during this process and I say thank you to that. So join us and over 2 million lifetime customers who trust Grove Collaborative to make their homes happier and healthier. For a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co slash take it, they're going to get a free five-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Myers and Grove in crisp scents like mint or rose. I need to get my hands on that rose because I've tried the mint and I love it. A $30 value. Go to grove.co slash take it. That's grove.co slash take it. Get this exclusive offer. All right, so Tiffany, I'm going to let you take this entire segment. Why are, do you feel like you ran your mouth too much on the last one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Which one of us won the aggro crag? Okay, touche. <laughs> You're right. I'm, I'm giving you this segment because I feel like people have been asking me this question in lives and I've gotten emails on it and you are the best person to answer it. Yes. Okay. Okay. The title of the segment is, I'm worried my stepdaughter will expose my family to COVID-19. Dear Care and Feeding? This is a website that I pulled the question from. And so you have a couple of options. You can talk about your personal experience and or you can read this, but either way, I pulled this segment because you are in the situation right now where you share custody of your stepdaughter. Oh, so the website is called Care and Feeding, and somebody yeah. said, "Dear Care and Feeding," and then asked a question. Correct. Got it. Okay. During this pandemic, my husband's five-year-old daughter and I are fortunate enough to be able to mostly transition our lives into our house and yard for the foreseeable future. We can both continue to work from home, blah, blah, blah. My question is with regard to my 13-year-old stepdaughter. She splits time between us and her mom's house, where she also lives with her grandmother. Over the years, we've had numerous challenges related to stark values, related differences between the two households, including her mother allowing her to have an inappropriate online relationship with someone who is obviously not another kid and forcing us to obtain a court order before allowing her to see a therapist. So as you can see, Coming to a rational compromise with the family isn't always possible. As it stands now, we've suggested minimizing trips between the households. My husband's ex continues to go to work every day in a valuable but non-essential local government office. I'm worried that my stepdaughter could expose our family. Obviously, I don't want to get sick myself, but more to the point, I'm terrified of finding myself in a position where I'm unable to care for my daughter, my parents, or my husband, who has diabetes and is thus at higher risk. I don't want to leave my stepdaughter feeling abandoned, but I'm really worried about the to and fro. Um, also, practically speaking, wouldn't each household need to start over a 14-day quarantine period every time she changes houses? Any insight would be so appreciated. Okay, so right off the bat in reading that, I feel like there's more to this than the virus. I feel like there's some resentment misplaced resentment which i can relate to from the past um resentment against the the other parent obviously while the concerns are valid um now you do, sh you share custody of your yes, daughter yes and, and so so here's the thing for me of course i've thought about it and i've even mentioned it to drew like hey do you think it's bad 
like that she's going back and forth? Do you think it matters? Like, you know, what are you, what are your thoughts on this? And of course he's like, mm. but, um, <laughs> but for me, I've asked her, I'm like, are they quarantining? And she said, yes. And, um, they go over to the grandparents occasionally to swim in the pool and stuff. But, um, I'm, I'm not tripping because I don't think that they would do anything to put themselves or her in danger. Um, they're quarantining as well. And so it is a concern of mine, but the battle that would ensue, I feel like if I had said, hey, either you keep her the whole time or we keep her the whole time, would be not my place to make that decision or try to enforce that because coming from the step parent, it sounds petty. That would be something that her dad would have to determine with the mother. So I'm kind of staying Switzerland. Mm. Well, and I think a lot of people, the questions, the, the big question and the, and the, and I don't know what the right answer is because it sounds like his, it sounds like the mom and her current, I don't know if she's married or boyfriend are, not working outside of the home and they are staying home. And so there is a a pretty much a quarantine situation there. What happens when the other family isn't like this, like this situation where they're still going out to work or they're still doing different things? Cause that introduces a whole other, it, it introduces a whole other element because if one household is quarantining and the other household isn't, you are going to have the opportunity for, to pass the virus along. So what do parents in that situation that are co-parenting do? You know, I mean, that's. I think it depends on the family and about how seriously they're taking it and what their goal is. Um, And I'm not trying to say that we're not taking it seriously or anything like that. But this family who works outside of the home, obviously, they're not capable of keeping the girl the whole time. And it's obvious that the mom doesn't the stepmom doesn't want the girl the whole time. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but just from what it sounds like, um, cause she said, I'm, I don't want to make my stepdaughter feel abandoned, but I'm really worried about the to and fro. So, um, uh, what the, technically what's the right thing to do? Keep the kid at one place. Yeah. Uh, are they going to do it? Who and, knows? And that's what they're saying. That's what this, um, that's what this, uh, writer, uh, replied back to the mom's question. She said, um, moving back and forth between households is a terrible idea right now. Even if her visits were reduced and you started a new 14-day quarantine um, each time, you but you do both have to get onto the same custody arrangement battle in order custody arrangement agreement or a battle will ensue. So they're saying, if at all possible, if you know for a fact that your ex is not quarantining, have that conversation with your ex and say during this time. It does not make sense for us to 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 share custody. And, you know, you can retain, you know, you could ask to retain custody during this time as long as they agree upon it. But it does have to be an agreement because if it's not an agree, if you're not in agreement, they can absolutely, I guess, take action against you violating what the the custody agreement is. Yeah, but when when you look at the law, it says as a parent, you have a responsibility for the welfare of your child and in, in what's going on now, that could be. Right. But none of us are legal, well, legal individuals. Let, let me share an example. That's what we talked about the other day. I, I know someone who shares custody and the their partner dropped the kids off and said, I'm going on a date tonight. First of all, who's out dating in the middle of quarantine? <laughs> True love. That's the first thing. Second thing, it's like, and then you can come back and try to pick up the kids in a couple of days. Weird. You know, like, how do you how do you address that? I'd be like, you can go. Don't come back. Yeah. It says here in this article also, the kind thing to do would be to let the child make the choice herself. What, like, a hard position to put that kid in. Yeah, Which, I don't I don't know that that's best either because then they feel guilty if they choose mom over yeah. dad or whatever. I don't know that that's right. But what I do know is that the bottom line is 
legality is the thing that can bite you in the ass. So you need to be on the same page with the other parent. Um, and if you are not on the same page with the other parent, I would put a call into your lawyer and say, ask the question that Dave said, which is, look, we're in the middle of a, a, an, a an extreme health situation in the U.S. Can I can I keep my child during this time because I am the one who's quarantining and they are not? And then I would have that lawyer make a phone call to the the other parent or however that works. Because I agree with Dave. If I'm quarantining and I'm doing everything that I can right now to stay away from this virus and minimize risk to my household, I would want that kid with me. But I also know that that's that that even that's easy to say it's harder to do. So I feel right now for the for the people who are co-parenting during this true time of crisis in our country, you know, I feel for you on a normal day. Now it's freaking we're in the middle of a pandemic. So I, I feel for you guys. I truly do. I have empathy um, for the situation, but I didn't have any firsthand experience with it. So that's why I wanted to ask Tiffany if she would talk about her experience and then bring in this other mom's situation, because I feel like it's something that's definitely going on in, in the country right now. Yeah, it's um, it's weird. It is weird. It's weird. Yeah. So uh, the only thing that we can say is I would I would contact whoever's in charge of your custody agreement if you're having a real issue with it and the and the other parent is not cooperating. And I would have to say that legal route, you know. Um I just talked with my daughter and explained why we are doing it this way. One of our one of our listeners said she's allowed to call her dad and FaceTime with him, but it is not an appropriate time to be going back and forth. Interesting. So I think that I think that um, a lot of our listeners are probably in this situation, and so we feel for you. We've got your back. We love you. I gotta um, go talk to Drew about this now. <laughs> now I'm stressing. I the only thing we're. Ju- I didn't mean. I didn't want this to stress you out. I just thought that. Well, no, it's okay. I just. I assumed, you know, because they're quarantining, it'll be fine. I don't want to keep the kid from her mother. I don't want to keep her here where she's driven nuts by her siblings all the time. But I don't want her to be at her mom's all the time where we can't, you know, like I just. Well, but I also think, you know, like you said, if they're if if they're limiting their exposure. okay, you know, it's it's none of this is easy. That's the other thing people were saying that got me all in a tizzy online the other day. Somebody was like, this is this, they said, this pandemic has been so great. I've gotten all my closets organized and I've been able to do every project that I couldn't get to before. And I was like, I need, I need that person to take that post down immediately because nothing about this has been great. This has been so stressful. I don't care if you got everything on your to-do list done or nothing on your to-do list done. Nothing about this is normal or a vacation or like a good time. Like none of Are it. Are you talking about Never mind. Did you I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is it a is it a public persona? Yeah, and it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I was like, why did you put that on people? Don't put that on people. Yeah. Don't put that on people. We're all stressed out right now to the max. Don't be trying to tell people to go be productive. Like just just do you, man. Like or do your spouse or whatever. Like, wow. Whatever you want to do. I'm just saying. All right. Podcast is over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> weird. Keep yeah. it streaming. Yeah. All right. So any Hoozle McToozle. Join us next week for another episode of Take It. Or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have... Who have no idea what... Who have... doing. No. What? Who have no idea what we're doing. What we're doing. I said it. (laughs) I miss you. I want to share the couch with you again. I know. I miss you too. Yeah. I'm probably going to hug you. What? When you come over. I don't know if I'll handle it. I'm probably going to do it. It's a big step. It is. It is, but I'm feeling it, you know? I haven't left my house in 13 days. Today is 29 for me. That you haven't left the house? Correct. All right, I'll shut up. I've not been in a store. I'll shut up. 
It's okay. I have well, to leave to the go, house today. Yeah, we have to go. I have house. to go get my dog medicine from the vet, but I'm not getting out of the car. Like, nice. You know what I mean? Like, I have to drive to the vet's office. The vet's office drops it off outside the door. You walk out, pick it up, and then go back to your car. Like, you don't come in contact with anybody, but... I do have to drive to go get PP medicine for my dog. Anyway, podcast is over. All right, guys. I love you. Bye. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye.